Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast. Our desire is that you will find Victory a place to call home. Please take a moment to subscribe and share. Here is this week's message from our Sunday morning worship experience. For those of you who don't know, I actually grew up in this church from the age of five. My family moved here. And so it it is, yes. I am so blessed and honored to be standing in front of you here today because if you would have known me when I was a lot younger, you would not believe that I would be standing here today because I loved Jesus, but I love Jesus from the back. (laughs) I'd rather serve than be in front speaking to you today. So today that's a miracle for me to be able to be up in this place um, here. But I am so thankful because there are men and women in this place who have poured in me and out of me and prayed over me. And some of those people, Pastor Keith, I need to thank. And first off, I need to thank my mom. She's here today with me. My mom made sure that Jesus was first in our home. She prayed over us. She talked to Jesus. She worshiped. She brought us to church and made us sit down and listen, even if we didn't want to. She made sure that she took me to kids' corral or youth, even when she was tired, even though she would have to drop us off and an hour later come back and get us. She made sure Jesus was a priority, and that church for me was a priority today. And I'm so thankful for that godly example that I have in her to see that, and I hope that I'm going to be a godly example to my son and to our kids in kids' church and here in our church because God loves us, and mothers, we have a great responsibility. I also have to thank two other people that I know are probably in this room or maybe in Kids Church, and that's Miss Karen Hott and Miss Kathy Consolo, because seeing the potential in someone and speaking into them is a big deal. It's a big deal, and if you're not a mother today, you're a spiritual mother. You have someone that you are speaking into their life, and you're pouring into them. And I want to encourage you today that I know it's Mother's Day, and I want to honor our mothers, but ladies, we have a responsibility too, to pour into the next generation, to love on them, whether we have the title of mother or not. Um, I have to tell you, for me, becoming a mom was one of the greatest experiences for me. Pastor Pete, not so much. He was excited till the baby came, and then his lack of sleep kind of took over. But <laughs> um, for me, I prayed for my son, Trey. He's actually Peter Duncanson III, and we called Trey. And I, his due date was July 6th, and I said, God, that wasn't quite good enough. Can we just go one more day, one more day for July 7th? Because I wanted his birthday to be perfect, 7-7. And at 3.09, on July 7th, 2009, at 3.09 p.m., he was born. God cares about the little things. He cares about those little things that you are desiring in your heart. And I have to tell you, I felt God's love my whole life. I felt it through my parents, through our church, through kids' ministry and youth ministry. But there is something when you become a parent that you experience God's love a little bit different. The moment they put that baby in my hand, it was like, I'll do anything for this child. I'm going to die for this child. I'll work 10 jobs for this child. I'll do whatever it takes for this child. And what a picture of God's love for us. And I'm just a human. How much does he love us? And he looks at us and he says, I love you. I'll do anything for you. I'm here for you. 
I love you. I love you so much. God's love is so big for us. And I was just so overwhelmed with that. And I thought, oh, what a great reminder of God's love. And then, I, of course, I'm a teacher, like Pastor Keith said, and so I have to do a little research. So I looked up Mother's Day and thought, well, where did Mother's Day come from? Where did it start? And it has a couple different um, origins of people honoring their moms and wanting to help other moms. But what I found interesting was in the 16th century in England and parts of Europe, they had what was called Mothering Sunday. Yeah, this was a time that people would come back to their mother church because many of the kids had to go and move away and become, you know, work and help the family. And so this was one time a year that they were invited to come back to their mother church. And then the um, servants were able to have this time off with their moms and their families, and then it kind of involves a little bit more into what we know it is today. But isn't God good that Mother Sunday, Mother's Day Sunday, started in our church, started in our church honoring that and putting, again, God first, making sure we're coming back together. Um, so I asked the Lord, what should I, what should I tell everybody? Because as a teacher, I'm usually given a curriculum, and then I deliver the curriculum. And of course, we have this whole curriculum right here, but I don't have enough time to go through all of it. So I asked the Lord, I said, what should I tell them? And he said, tell them that I see them. And I said, yes, I know you see them. I said, I know my JBQ questions. I know that you're omnipresent. You're everywhere at the same time. You see us. And he said, no. You tell them, I see them. I see them where they're at. And I said, okay, Lord. And I started, again, researching. And I thought, okay, the God who sees. And I found in Scripture about Hagar. Hagar was a woman who was with Abraham and Sarah. And she was bearing Abraham's son. She's an unwed mother. And she's desperate because she's not really treated well. And so she runs away in the desert and just says, I'm done. And God sends an angel to her in the desert and he looks at her in her situation where she's at, where she doesn't find hope, where she thinks there's just going to be turmoil from what she's enduring. And he says, I see you. I see your son, and he will have a great nation. And do you know she is the only person in the Bible to give God a name? She's the only person. All the other names come from God. He um, is the one who gives the names to the Jewish people. But she looked at him and said, El Roy, the God who sees me. In Genesis chapter 16, verse 13, it says, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me, for she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. In her desperation, she is crying out to the Lord, and that is the only one. And I thought it was so interesting, not only is it a woman, but it's a mom who is looking and saying, you are the one who sees me. And it says to be seen is to be understood, encourage significant, safe, and free. God sees you, ladies. He sees where you are. He sees the things you do in secret. He sees the things when your family is asleep. He sees the things when you're up early in the morning. He sees you. He sees you where you're at. He sees you in if you're brokenness or in your rejoicing. He sees you today. 
I was reading a devotion a couple months ago and I looked and it said, men have to go to the mountain to find God. They've got to get away to seek God, but God meets women where they are in the ordinary. God meets you in the ordinary. When you're doing the dishes, when you're taking care of your children, when you're driving them somewhere, because you know we're taxi drivers often, God meets us there. Because sometimes I feel like, oh, I just want to see God's face, but I don't have time to do it. I've got to do this and this and this and this. And I do make time for the Lord, but there are times that I just feel like, man, I just wish I had more time with him. And God told me, he said, tell them that I meet you, I see you, and I meet you where you're at today. Then I thought about the God who sees me. There are some things I don't want him to see about me. There are some things that are not as good that I don't want to see. And one of those things is guilt. God sees my guilt. And as Krista was saying, you know, condemnation, that's not from God. That is not from God. That is from the enemy, and it's a lie. Guilt is not on you. God sees you through, like, what we sang about, the blood of his son, and he sees you, and you are perfect. He sees you. And I feel like today, because I know I've experienced it, and I have friends who that feel that mom guilt, what we might call that, where am I feeding my kids the right food? Are they getting enough sleep? Should I put them on their cider or their belly, you know, when they're sleeping, right? Should I let them play sports? Should I let them go to this place? Oh, well, I see my friends who are posting pictures on Instagram, and wow, their life is clean, or their, their house is so clean. And sometimes we can start putting this guilt on like, ourselves, thinking that we're not good enough. I'm not a good enough mom. Oh, man, I messed up today. My kids went to lunch with pizza and no vegetables in their lunchbox. That's a big deal for me. Okay, vegetables are a really big deal. (laughs) But God looks at us and he says, no, I don't see that. Don't put that guilt. That is a work of the enemy. That is a lie that the enemy tells you. He speaks those things over you because he doesn't want you to walk in victory as a mother today. And I want you to know, that I thought of Pastor Dave as I was preparing this as well, when he said, do what God told you to do. Some of you moms, you're in here and you're able to homeschool your kids, and we are so thankful for that. You preach to those babies every day. You speak life over them. Some of you, you're a working mom, and maybe you have to work different hours. Do what God tells you to do. Take those times when you're feeding them or when you're folding the clothes for them, saying, thank you, God, I have clothes for my family. Thank you, God, that my kids are safe. Those things are the little things that mean a lot. We can't just always fall down on our faces and worship God and seek him, but that guilt should not be there. That guilt is not of God, and I want to tell you that today, that that guilt and shame is not from him, and I want to tell you that as we say here, victory is a place to call home It is a place. It's a place that you can raise your children, and we will come alongside of you and help you bring that into a godly place. Godly homes. Yes. There is no judgment in here. In Jesus' name, because you know what? We all fail because there's only one perfect parent, and that's Jesus. Jesus' Father, our Father. He's our only perfect parent. And so here at Victory Church, we love you. We love you. We love your children. I love loving on your children. And I know sometimes we get embarrassed and want to make excuses. Oh, well, they had too much sugar today or they didn't, you know, get to sleep. Stop. Stop. 
stop saying that, okay? We love your children. We're going to pour over them. We're going to love over them. We're going to speak life. We're going to have them worship. You should see the worship that goes on in that room. You should see that. But we're here today to come alongside you and not have guilt. That we love you. We love your children. We love you as moms. And that God loves you. And the last thing I want to talk to you about this morning is... The Lord really, I felt the Lord really told me to do this, which it's been a theme in this service already, is God sees my breakthrough. God sees my breakthrough. Because I believe Pastor Keith has been a timely word for this whole year, breakthrough. And I know for me, sometimes as a mom, I'm doing everything for everybody else. And sometimes I forget about myself. But ladies, he has a breakthrough for you. It may be a really small breakthrough. Maybe you need to lose five pounds. I need to lose 15. Maybe, maybe it is you have a little more serious. Maybe you have a child who doesn't know the Lord or who's away. But God sees your breakthrough. And I thought about it as a parent. I don't ever give my kids, I give my kids some things, but other things I make them work for. Like my boys have a Switch. They had to work, Nintendo Switch. They had to work for money to be able to buy that Switch. And do you know what? They value that. They value that. It's not just tossed away or put away. It's valued. And I thought the Lord said, I have breakthrough in this room. And I know it's already started at the altar time here at the beginning. But there's going to be more breakthrough. And he just asked us to press in. Just like we ask our kids to put a little bit in because then you value it. Because for me, some of the breakthroughs I've had in my life, when I'm going through new things, I look back and I say, oh, God did that. God did that there, and he did it there, and he did it there. And it was hard to go through those things. It was hard. It was really hard, some of the things. But I look back, and I say, God got me through that. God was with me, and I'm ready, and I know that he's going to have a breakthrough for you and me right now and our families. I have it in Colossians 1, 9 through 11. It says, be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you. And that's true. We pray over our, the people of this congregation. We pray over you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. Like Krista said, God's ways aren't our ways. God's timings aren't our timings. as we pray that you will live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. And I thought, ladies, our work of taking care of our children, our work of raising them in a home that loves Jesus. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Ladies, motherhood is hard sometimes. It's really hard sometimes. It can be a thankless place. It can be a day when you feel defeated, like, oh, man, I messed up. I'm going to mess these kids up for the rest of their lives. But God's got you. He says, not the grim strength of just gritting your teeth. Just don't grit it. Sometimes I feel like that's what my husband does. He's just like, okay, I'll do it. Especially yard work, Pastor Keith. Okay, I'll do it because I love you. But we don't want you just to grit your teeth and say, oh, I'll be a good mom. Okay, I'll do it. But the glory strength God gives. The glory 
strength that God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable, unendurable, and spills over into joy. Thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God is good. God is so good. God is the God of your breakthrough. Today, the work of motherhood can be hard, but oh, the joy. The joy of that hug, of that kiss, of that dandelion flower. Oh, the joy of the smile. Oh, the joy of them wanting to be next to you, be near you. Oh, the joy that it has. What an awesome responsibility today. God is here for a breakthrough in this place. God is here. I want you to remember, as a teacher, I need you to walk away with something. And it says, Mom. If you look at the acronym, my God sees me. My God sees me. There is zero guilt. Zero guilt from the Lord. And my breakthrough, my breakthrough for my family, my breakthrough. And I'm believing right now for a breakthrough. God told me to have an altar time here so if I could invite our altar workers and our worship team to the front, please. Because, ladies, I know we give and give and give, and we rarely make it about us, but today it is about you. Today it is about you, whether you're a mom or not a mom. So if I could have everyone please stand right now in this place, because this is an altar call, and it's for all of us. I ask that no one leave this room right now, because this is a holy moment. This is a time where God is going to meet us where we are. And so I want to invite every mom who's in this room, and not just the mom, but I want you to bring your family if they're in this room with you. Because we want to pray over you as moms, and we want to pray over you as families. So I want to invite you, if you are a mom in this room, please come forward. If you have children with you, if you have your husband, we want to pray over you today because I believe, I believe this is a divine appointment right here in this place. I believe that there is breakthrough that is coming in the name of Jesus. I thank you for those of you who had, um, came online with us today. God, but this is going to be a holy time, and I pray, Father, and right now in the name of Jesus, God, as our workers begin, Father, just to pray over these, God, that you would just move mightily. God, what are you believing for? God is saying, what breakthrough are you believing for in this place? What breakthrough do you need today? Small to great. Are you a Sarah, and you've missed God's promise, and you're coming back? Are you a Hagar, maybe? Or you may be a single mom in this place who needs the love of the Father today. Maybe you're a Eunice or a Lois. You're praying over your kids who love Jesus. Maybe you're a grandmother who's raising your kids today. Oh, Father, God, you see these women. God, you see these families exactly where they are. In Jesus' name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we pray over them, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship, embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.